Welcome to Closing the Books, a podcast by IC System, your trusted subject matter expert for debt collection solutions. Join us as we discuss the biggest trends and topics in debt collection and explore account recoveries in an uncertain future. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Closing the Books, a podcast from IC System. I'm your host today, Tyler Kern. Thanks so much for joining us here for another episode of the show. Today, we are talking about setting expectations for working with a debt collection agency. And so, obviously, when we talk about debt collection, people are going to have certain preconceived notions in their mind. So today, we're out to maybe correct some misconceptions and to set some correct expectations for what to expect for that process. And joining me today is Brian Eggert. He is the marketing specialist at IC System. Brian, Welcome to the show. Thanks for joining me. Thanks for having me, Tyler. It's great to be here. Absolutely. It's great to have you on a podcast. Brian, you and I have talked a lot of times in the past, but we've never had you on the show. And so I'm, I'm pumped to have you on the show today. Brian, for, for people who you know maybe ha- aren't familiar with you and that sort of thing, tell us a little bit more about you and your role at, uh, at IC System. Obviously, you have a lot of experience in different areas of IC System. So give, give you know listeners some insight into you and all the things that you've done there. Yeah, so I actually started as a as a part-time job in college just to pay tuition. And it was it was great because I didn't have to take out any student loans. I could just, you know, be on the phones, you know, collecting debt, getting bonuses, uh, that sort of thing. And was able to, you know, just put myself through college. And after I graduated, I just decided to stay. Um, I moved into the uh, client service department. So I was talking directly with creditors who were uh, sending accounts to collections and, and helping them with their service. And which is a lot like, I always compared it to like air traffic control at IC system. It gave mm-hmm. me a really thorough understanding of like every department uh, from the operations department that was actually dealing with consumers uh, to account management, to legal. I mean, even down to the mailroom, I was just kind of involved in everything. So I really got a good idea of how the the whole collection industry works. So I did that for a few years and then started, I moved into RFP, uh, writing you know proposals for companies who are looking to uh, acquire a collection partner. I did that for a little bit and then I landed finally here in marketing um, where I write most of IC Systems online content, um, you know, blog, social media, email marketing, uh, corporate communication. So I'm just a, a marketing generalist in that sense now. That's fantastic. And, and I, I'm sure that, that the kind of breadth of experience that you have there at IC System helps kind of provide a lot of insights into the work that you do on a day-to-day basis, which is, which is really great. So, um, so obviously, you know, this is something we've talked about on, in, on the podcast in the past, but IC System has a proven past of ethical collecting. So can you dive into, into that and, and your processes and a little bit more about what that means? Yeah, so this is one of the, you know, the company's founding principles, but, and I don't want to get into the whole history of IC system, but to speak mm-hmm. really from my experience, the, the collection industry used to be a little wild and less, you know, regulated um, prior to the arrival of the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau. And now IC system has always had the attitude that that you get better results with honey than with vinegar. That was kind of our, our unofficial moniker there back when I started. And, but also, when I started, there was this there was less government focused oversight in the industry, and then once the CFPB started enforcing a lot of the established laws uh, and making new ones, IC Systems' uh, very intricate uh, compliance department really took the challenge uh, seriously and installed this whole set of checks and balances to ensure not only um, compliance but that we were that we were giving you know consumers a, a positive experience in the way that 
that we had, had always kind of had, uh, like I said, a philosophy of, of ethical collections, but really focusing on, uh, on creating this positive experience to really enrich uh, the reputation of the, co- of the collection industry. So now not only do we have like a call quality department that listens and monitors to call monitors calls and make sure that they are are done with empathy and understanding. But then mm-hmm. we have all these, you know, compliance departments that are looking and making sure that we're following all the CFPB's regulations to the letter. Um, that's, you know, ethical collections is extremely important to us. And then we also care about like what consumers think. And, and that's kind of a new thing in our industry in that we're, you know, kind of like if you're, if you call your cable company and they ask you for a survey afterward, you you know, you can rate it one to five or whatever. We do the same thing on collection calls, which is kind of a, a weird idea, I think, in in our industry or a, or a novel idea within our industry. So we're surveying something like, you know, 50, 15,000 consumers a month. And 99% of those are, are saying that we're treating them professionally, which is, you know, kind of kind of crazy when you think about the collection industry and its reputation, you know. And we have another like 95% of respondents saying that they're actually like happy with the, how the call was, was resolved. Um, so, so that kind of, you know, gave us a window into what we're doing. And, you know, for that 1% that felt like they weren't treated professionally or that, that, you know, 5% that felt like they weren't happy with the resolution of that call, we could look into those calls and, and find out what happened on that call, what went wrong, why they didn't, you know, possibly felt like they weren't treated professionally, and then we can address it on in, in individual cases. So it gets, you know, we're able to really take seriously any issue or any discrepancy with like this, this ethical collections. So that's something that, that beyond, you know, self-regulation and self-assessment with, um, you know, with compliance with the CFPB, that IC system can show as as evidence that consumers don't feel, you know, harassed or bullied. Rather, they feel like they're treated, you know, in an ethical manner where, where IC systems reps are trying to help them more like resolving a, a financial matter as opposed to just mm-hmm. collecting money. So I think that's, you know, this attitude, which is really you know, taken place in the last last twenty years, I would say, um, and become really a foundational part of of IC systems internal practices. I think it's that this this attitude has led uh, IC system to be, you know, recognized by several top places to work organizations, and uh, we also got you know the BBB's Torch Award for Ethics, which is you know after so much work, it's just a feather in our cap. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, you touched a little bit there on the reputation of the collections industry. And we know that that sometimes collecting does have a bad rap. But in reality, working with an agency can save businesses a lot of time and money. And that's something that we've we've really talked about quite a bit on, on the podcast. But can you talk about some of the myths about working with an agency that, that kind of go along with that bad rap that, that agencies can get? Yeah, so I think there's, you know, there's larger companies that are probably work, you know, they probably hire four or five different collection agencies at a time. And they, they kind of have some expectations about, you know, what they're going to get with the collection agency. Whereas I think, you know, the average dental office or small business probably doesn't have any idea of what to expect. And uh, we run into that a lot. You know, I've talked to thousands of clients who have just had, you know, some strange expectations about, about what, uh, not even strange, actually, I take that back, but just some expectations about what they're going to get. So, uh, you know, one of them is that we're going to collect every last cent that they send to us. I mean, you know, 
there is admittedly some risk involved in hiring a collection agency. You're not you're not guaranteed recoveries in most cases, but hopefully an agency can help out. Now the recovery rates, you know, depend on a ton of factors such as like what industry you're in or or the age of the debt or other var- variables. Uh, so that kind of all goes into account into um, how much a collection agency is going to be able to uh, collect. So for instance, um, I mentioned the the age of debt. Now. The older the debt, the harder harder it is to collect. That's just kind of a a, a fact of our industry. Mm-hmm. So that's one reason that we recommend you know not waiting more than like sixty to ninety days before sending a debt to collections. Beyond that, and you're you're looking at uh, you know less recoveries. It's kind of you know the, what what your debt inventory is worth over time declines is is a way to think about it. So I think it's important to just kind of you know have those conversations up up front about how old your debt is. That way we can set uh, expectations. Another you know another thing businesses also have to be prepared for consumers to dispute their debt. They have you know they have every right to do that. And in these cases, IC system is required in a lot of cases to get uh, proof of that debt from the original creditor to to answer these disputes. So even after we provide that proof to the consumer, uh, a consumer can keep disputing it. Um, so there's this, you know, consumers have rights, and I think it's important that you know businesses be aware of that because they're allowed to to dispute this stuff and and make sure that you know they're being called for the right reasons because there could be a, you know a number of reasons that there was an issue. You know, an issue with billing or you know a, a, a dispute about the service that could that could impact whether or not we should be collecting on this. You know, another example is is businesses not being aware that I guess that this is a service and that the service costs money. I know that's kind of a silly um, it sounds kind of silly, but if I submit $100 to a debt collection agency, I'm not necessarily going to get exactly $100 back. I'm not going to get 100% of my recoveries back. So you just have kind of have to, I think, factor that in, whether it's a, a contingency fee, which is based on what we collect. So for instance, you know, we'll get a certain percentage of that $100 back, or if it's a flat fee for the service. So if I'm paying, you know, $10 to submit an account to collections, Maybe that that ten dollars is the only thing that I have to pay. I, I think it's important to have these conversations to make sure that you know that you're going to be paying a, a fee for service. Um, not you know not. I think some people assume that they're they're hiring a collection agency and they're they're maybe going to get all of their money back and are a little you know they see some sticker shock when they see their statements, for instance. <laughs> and then I guess the last thing I can think of is just the sheer volume of state and federal laws that steer the collection agency. They have, you know, they have certain restrictions on how often collection agencies can call, how frequently uh, we can send a letter and so forth. And so it's not as though once you hire a collection agency, we can just barrage the consumer with calls and letters and say anything we want. It's, it's very regulated and very professional and far different than what you may have seen, you know, portrayed on the news or in television. Even though it's even though it's so regulated and seemingly curved, how curbed, however, a debt collection partner can really uh, still be effective in recovering past due accounts because we have uh, technology that allows us to maximize recovery efforts within state and federal guidelines. So, 
even though that there are there are these restrictions that force us, um, you know, to to limit how much we call or how limit how much we send letters or how often we send letters, they also kind of force us to work smarter to find better ways to more, you know, effectively communicate with consumers using proven kind of data driven strategies. I think that's that's really well put, and I think that you you did a great job of identifying some things that, that are obviously um, things that, that people think about and care about when it comes to working with collections agencies. So when people do enter into this this relationship and you, you do begin working with a business, what are some of the more uh, reasonable expectations uh, that people should have for working with an agency? What, what can they expect, um, and, and how can you start off these sorts of business relationships with a correct understanding of what each party is bringing to the table? Well, you use the word relationship, and I think that's a really good way to think about it. I, you know, if, if you're just hiring a collection agency and sending off your debt, you know, you, you can certainly do that. Uh, but I think it's if you communicate with a collection agency and kind of talk about your goals and, and what the services will be and think of them maybe as an extension of, of your you know, business's back office, uh, mm-hmm. you can get a lot more out of it. Um, so think of it as, you know, a business partnership or just a, like you said, a relationship. So I think it's reasonable to say that, you know, kind of the reverse about what I said about older debt, you know, the, uh, about the older the debt, the less recoveries you're going to get, which is to say that if you submit debts to a collection agency within 90 days of delinquency, you're going to get better results. There are a lot of businesses that, that I've worked with that, you know, they're not, they don't even think about sending debt to an agency until it's a year old. The debt is a year old. And it's just, you know, they've, they forgot about it. The people haven't paid and it's not, you know, it's the back of mind and they're, they're busy managing their mm-hmm. office. And before you know it, a year has passed and now it's really hard to collect. Uh, whereas if you, is if you stay on it um, and, and have that kind of front of mind uh, as a part of your, your revenue, um, and act on it after you know within the ninety day you know guideline that we're we're suggesting, uh, you can recover a lot more. So it's also, with that in mind, it's also worth noting that you kind of want to prepare for worst case scenario when gathering consumer information. So, uh, you know, on an intake form or something like that, or or your you know your cu- customer form, you want to try to be asking for things like a secondary phone number or an email, as well as authorizations to communicate via email or via via cell phone number, for instance. And then that way, pa- passing along that documentation to your collection agency will allow us to better communicate uh, in, a, in a variety of ways as opposed to just a, a uh, you know, cell phone uh, or just one landline number, for instance. Sometimes, you know, it's, it's super easy to ignore uh, ignore someone these days with, with, you just don't answer your phone. Uh, it's that easy. However, if you can uh, get some information, uh, additional information, we can be all the more effective. And then I think, you know, just being aware that there are there are accounts that, you know, we may not be able to collect on um, based on, you know, certain red flags, such as like bankruptcies and being prepared that, you know, not every account is, may receive the same work effort. I think, uh, you know, based on things like low credit score or, or, or other factors, you know, certain accounts may be deprioritized uh, in a way that may seem, you know, frustrating at first. But there are other tools that kind of work those accounts in the background, such as such as uh, credit reporting or or uh, IC system offers a credit watch service that we use that can look for. Um, 
positive changes on a consumer's credit report and determine that, you know, yes, although this consumer's credit report was really bad three months ago or credit score was really bad three months ago, their score is now improving and they're receiving new lines of credit. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's probably time to give them a call. Like, you know, they're, they're getting credit now and they're kind of back on their game now. So they may... Um, they may have have an opportunity to pay, and the, and the same is kind of true of of credit reporting, where you know as I said before, if a consumer doesn't want to talk to a collection agency these days, uh, they just don't have to pick up the phone or they can ignore their letters. However, if your uh, industry allows it, and there are certain industries that don't, you'd have to you'd have to either talk to your you know collection agency or talk to an attorney. But if your collection agency allows it, you can do credit reporting. And I've seen cases where, you know, a debt has sat in our office for literally years and only after the consumer realizes that after, um, you know, they've had a negative credit remark, credit mark on their on their uh, credit report, do they, do they call and resolve the bill? So, the, you know, they're seeing this stuff years later and, and wanting to get better credit uh, because their financial situation has changed and they're finally giving the collection agency a call. So there are situations where, you know, one of our clients may see that there's not a lot of activity on 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 an account, but we are credit reporting it. Um, maybe there's just no good numbers. They just, you know, the consumer moved or something, you know, whatever the situation is, mm-hmm. but, but that credit reporting can still be really effective. And then I think, you know, the last, uh, the last thing is how effective letters can be. You know, we're in an age where everyone's kind of obsessed with, you know, d- digital ways of communicating. But it's kind of crazy how effective a letter can be in this day and age. Like when you get a letter from a company, I mean, that you maybe don't recognize, I always open it to see what it is. And if suddenly it's a collection letter, I'm going to be like, oh, boy, this is this is kind of an issue. Whereas <laughs> if I receive a, receive a text or even an email, I might be inclined to just be like, ah, it's spam and delete it. Mm-hmm. So using letters, we found, is actually extremely effective these days, despite it feeling maybe like an antiquated way of communicating. It turns out, yeah, pretty effective. That's a really good point. Like, if I get a letter that is serious, it, for whatever reason, yeah, it, it like jolts me. I'm like, oh, wow, this is this is something I need to pay attention to. Right, right. It's kind of like the idea of, you know, online writing versus versus print writing you know you kind of think mm-hmm. oh well someone's a blogger or oh someone's in print and it's kind of like the same mindset that we have like this tangible evidence of of a debt is maybe more substantial than a telephone call yeah no that, that's a that's a that's a great point brian that's, a, that's an excellent point so we talked a little bit earlier about your experience and just all of the various avenues and, and ways that you've worked with IC system. Is there anything that you can share from your experience that that relates to what we're talking about here, like a, a, a particular story or scenario that really sticks out um, that, that kind of drives on what we're talking about? Yeah, I think you know, as I kind of mentioned, I've talked to you know lots of clients over the years uh, across countless industries, and everyone has different expectations. So. I don't think that there's one a one size fits all solution mm-hmm. for collections. I think every client is different and every industry is different and as I kind of alluded to earlier, every state is different. Like every state has different calling restrictions. So I think it's just important to have have this, you know, discussion beforehand with whether you're talking to a salesperson or a, you know, somebody in your in your debt collection companies, you know, client service department, or um, whether you're just doing research on your own online, but figuring out, you know, what some of the limitations may be to debt collecting uh, for your particular company. 
just having those expectations clarified, I mean, you could you could avoid a lot of disappointment by just having some simple conversations about what to expect. Excellent, excellent stuff. Well, Brian, before we sign off today, we've covered a lot of ground, obviously, and talked a lot about various expectations that people have, maybe some misconceptions and correcting some of those expectations. But do you have any final thoughts? What do you want listeners to kind of walk away with after they hear this episode today? Yeah, I think, you know, just to reiterate this point is is just having conversations and, and doing your due diligence. Um, you know, like I said, spending five minutes online on a, on a company's website to kind of see what they're all about, looking at their reputation, looking at uh, the details of their product and, and talking really with, you know, a salesperson or, or another representative from uh, the company just to figure out what exactly they're about, what they're going to do and how much it's going to cost will get you, you know, prepared for uh, any eventual eventualities that, uh, that arise down the road. That way you can, you know, you can, prepare your budget. I mean, you can mm-hmm. set expectations about how, you know, recovery rates and just making it, you know, have goals about what, what you're going to accomplish in the next, you know, six months with your revenue. I, I think it's so important to really be prepared for that uh, in an intelligent way. Excellent stuff. Yeah, great, great points all the way through. So Brian Eggert, marketing specialist at IC System. Brian, thank you so much for joining us here on this episode of Closing the Books, uh, sharing some insights into uh, what people can expect, what businesses can expect when beginning a relationship with a debt collection agency. It's been a pleasure having you on. Thanks for having me, Tyler. Absolutely. And everyone, thank you for tuning into another episode of Closing the Books, a podcast from IC System. Uh, of course, we've recorded a lot of episodes of the podcast. So if you've missed an episode or if you want to go see if we have a podcast talking about a specific topic, make sure to go check out the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or visit icsystem.com for more and uh, stay up to date with the latest on the uh, the podcast episodes by subscribing to the podcast there. And stay tuned. We'll be back soon with new episodes of the show. But for this one, for Brian Eggert, I'm Tyler Kern. We'll talk to you again soon. 